Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 112, Kick It to the Curb. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Tom. Oh, we, night, uh, nice, nice title you went with there. That was kind of surprising. On the fly. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. You know, I can't, I can't trash Matt too much on this episode because he had technical difficulties. He, he actually just hopped off of, of Skype, uh, and we could not get his audio working. So, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to say we've lost him for this episode. This is out of our control, out of his control. The streak is not alive. Is all, is all I'll say. The streak, the streak is dead. I agree. I mean, you have to. Uh, while I'm not going to hold it against him. I can't give you credit for being here. You know, he yeah, was here. Yeah, he no was here for credit. a while, but we couldn't get it to work. So tonight's episode, we're going to go through and we're going to talk about. We've done something similar. This time, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what rides we would replace at Disney World and what other Disney rides we would replace them with. So these are going to be rides from Disneyland, Disneyland Paris, Tokyo Disney Sea, all over the world. I think we kind of reached on some of these because I think some of these rides we really don't want to get rid of. But in some cases, the the rides are that much better, right? Yeah, I think uh, I think we should just we should just dive right in with it. Well, let's do it. Before we do that, let's uh, let's hit the news and uh, then we'll hear from our sponsor. So the news first. So I'm going to kind of blaze through the news tonight. There's not a ton of it. Magic Kingdom, nothing. Epcot. Uh, Regal Eagle Smokehouse is open. The uh, The crowds that we saw opening weekend were pretty big for this. Obviously, people are pretty excited about this. There was a line to get in the restaurant, so mo- mobile ordering was tough even. So it does seem to be successful this far. We will uh, we'll keep you posted on, uh, on how the food and drinks are. The menus have been released for the booths at Flower and Garden. I'm not going to go through the full list, but uh, we will have a full review of this after our trip in May. Um, and then... The cuts at Awesome Planet, Canada Far and Wide, Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, Impressions de France, American Adventure, and Reflections have all been reversed. These will be open until park closed, but they still will not be offered during extra magic hours. And then finally at Epcot, uh, we have a name change. Epcot has been changed to Epcot, and, and that's in all caps. So getting back to the Epcot Center days when Epcot actually stood for something. No news at Animal Kingdom this week, so we'll go straight into Hollywood Studios. As expected, the 8 a.m. opening has been extended through March 28th. It looks like this is working pretty well for Disney with Rise of the Resistance, and so they're going to stick with this at least through the end of March. What this does is shift all the extra magic hours from morning to evening. So the extra magic hours at Hollywood Studios will all be from 8.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. There is a... Chewy mode, I guess, for lack of a better word, that's been uncovered at uh, William Falcon Smuggler's Run. And so if you put in a combination of buttons before the ride starts, instead of Hondo yelling at you, you get Chewy yelling at you for the whole ride. Also news that a Mandalorian and possibly child meet and greet will be coming soon to Disney Parks. It hasn't really officially been announced where this would be, but likely going to be at Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge would be the most fitting place, although it doesn't really fit with the continuity of when this happens. So we'll see where uh, where the Mandalorian ends up. And then finally at Hollywood Studios, Bo Peep and Frozone are moving to 
seasonal. So these characters will only be appearing seasonally, and this is just part of the ongoing entertainment cuts that are happening at Disney. And then the final piece of news, just uh, general news, there's a new Disney dining plan. It's called the Disney Dining Plan Plus option. And I don't have a whole lot of information about this or price or anything like that, but what this does allow is it allows two meals per day of any kind. So you can use a quick service, you can use a table service, you can use a character, and, and any combination of those meals. And then you also get the standard two snacks per night and the uh, refillable mug. And this is only available to guests at Walt Disney World Resorts. And again, not sure of pricing. I think this is available either now or towards the end of the month. So that is all the news for this week. Let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alright, on with the main topic for tonight. What are we going to replace? And again, I, I've got 10 rides here. These are rides that, you know, in our in our late night YouTubing, we've, we've come across ride videos. I've, I've never been to any parks outside the United States. And I don't, I don't think you have either, Tom, correct? Nope, that is correct. So, so these rides that, uh, that we're throwing in here from other countries are solely based on, you know, ride descriptions, YouTube videos, pictures, all, all that kind of stuff. These are not going to be based off of personal experience, although I, I do hope to go to uh, Disneyland Paris pretty soon. So let's let's get cracking. And the the first one I've got on this list here, I'll just go ahead and say I don't I don't want to get rid of Pirates of the Caribbean in its current form. But Pirates of the Caribbean: Battle for the Sunken Treasure at Shanghai Disneyland definitely gives it a run for its money. Just an incredible incredible ride. Yeah. So I like how we've kind of laid this out. Like I think the we we can't just say, yeah, we would take this ride and replace it with Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, right? I think the way you've laid it out is, would we replace our pirates with Shanghai pirates? And I think I would, Pete. As horrible as that sounds. It's tough because, you know, pirates is such a classic Disney ride, but this this ride experience with the use of... So, so first off, and I think one of the most impressive things about this ride, and we, I'm not going to walk through these rides, we'll hit highlights and we'll give you a basic overview... This is very much based on the Pirates of the Caribbean film franchise, right? It's it's not based on the classic Disney Disneyland or Disney World ride. Number one coolest thing in here is you've got a Jack Jack Sparrow animatronic that somehow magically transforms into a into a skeleton. 
there's a there's a lot of cool things in this ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just the use of of huge projection screens, the animatronics, the Kraken. I mean, the the scene where the the boats, you know, the the boats flip and are all rising to the surface. I mean, just amazing, amazing. I would tell you, we have list we have listeners who have traveled to a lot have been um, here and ridden this attraction. Traveled to a lot of different Disney worlds, Disneyland's around the. Uh, around the world, and they also have ridden Rise of Resistance and ridden Flight of Passage. This ride takes the cake to, in their mind, as the best ride in all of Disney World, every single park included. So I would have to say I would would replace it with our pirates, but man, it's tough. Yeah, it's a, that's a hard call because you you really do. I mean, this attraction is a when this came out was a kind of technological achievement for Disney. Right now. It's since been surpassed, I, I think, with Rise of the Resistance. But, I mean, I remember when, when the ride videos from this started coming out. And, it, I mean, it's exciting to watch a ride video as crappy as the quality is. It, it is. So, I agree. Battle for the Sunken Treasure, replacing Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I, I think I'm a yes, too. I, I think it's, you know, the Pirates is great and it's a classic, but this is this is that much better. Well, while I, I don't know what Matt would would say I have a feeling he would not want to replace it. He would take our pirates that we have in Magic Kingdom today because he still likes Mickey's Feel Her Magic. So uh and Larry, I know shot a note over over to us on Twitter that maybe we were a little too hard on Feel Her Magic. And then in our Patreon episode where we ranked each Disney World attraction, he thought we more appropriately ranked it uh, when we used the average of our three opinion. But that's neither here nor there. I, I'm gonna say Matt would want to keep our original. Now the second attraction that we have on the list, Mystic Manor. Would we replace our Haunted Mansion? So this is another really tough one, right? Because Haunted Mansion is, you know, such a such a classic Disney ride. Mystic Manor is in Hong Kong Disneyland. It it's a dark ride. It's kind of their version of the Haunted Mansion. However, different culture, right? So they don't really have references to spirits or ghosts. It's more of a fun as opposed to scary and ghosts. This does use a, the trackless uh, ride system that Disney's developed. And, and there's just some cool effects in here. I, I don't know that this ride for me has the same impact that Pirates does at Shanghai. The I guess it's a music box that they open that has the sparks going all over the place and, and waking everything up. It, it's a really cool effect. So I'm, I'm with you. This one doesn't do it for me. I would not replace our Haunted Mansion with it. I think it's a neat attraction. If I could have both, I, pro- I mean, obviously I would take it. You know, if there's something else you'd allow me to remove from Magic Kingdom or any or any at park. But for, for the sake of comparison, you know, I do think it would be kind of their version of our Haunted Mansion. And I just, they're, they're, the Haunted Mansion is, is seriously one of the best attractions at all in all of Disney World. If you're a fan of the history of Disney, uh, and it's just a fun family attraction that has some some jump scares and a really really good story that can be debated uh, because there's a lot of different versions of it. So I, yeah, I would stick with our haunted mansion here. And I think, and this is the first ride that where this trackless ride system comes up, and and you'll see that this is a theme in these rides. This trackless ride system comes up a lot, and I think this trackless ride system is is the future of theme park rides. Because it gives you a different ride experience every time. And now I'm not saying that it's totally random, but you know, you're gonna see this at, at Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You've got it at Pooh's Honey Hunt, you've got it at Mystic Manor. 
You've got it at Rise of Resistance. You've got it at Rise of Resistance where you see it's not that different, but your ride experience is different. You know, you're not following a set path in the floor necessarily. Yeah, and, and it is it is really fun. to. Uh, you just kind of you, – you feel like you're just gliding around. And, well, and you don't know what's coming up next, right? I mean, think of think about Haunted Mansion. You've got a long, long line of doom buggies. Exactly. You're just following them. This, this, it's more of a, well, where are we going to go next? Yep, I agree with you. Now, speaking of where we're going to go next, I mean, this is a slam dunk, I think, Pete. Indiana Jones uh, in place of Dinosaur. And the reason we're comparing it to Dinosaur is because it's the exact same ride layout uh, where in Disney World, it's obviously themed to Dinosaur. In Disneyland, it's themed to Indiana Jones. Uh, so he, Indiana Jones encounters a temple with an angry god who shoots fire. There's snakes. Uh, you're chased by the boulder at the end. You, you go under the boulder just like you go under the uh, uh, is it what, what is that dinosaur? The the Carnotaurus and dinosaur, yeah. the big the big scary one. Yeah. So it's it's identical. It's identical track. I've never ridden Indiana Jones. So it was not open at Disneyland when I when I was there. This this is actually at at both Disneyland and at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. So the Disneyland is Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Disney Sea was Temple of the Crystal Skull. These rides are basically identical. And again, like Tom said, these are identical track layouts to to Dinosaur. And I mean, I I think this is a slam dunk. I think you, I think you cut out Dinosaur. I think you cut out Dinoland USA. You rethemed this to an Indiana Jones themed land. I mean, I can think of ten other attractions that uh, that you could put in there, right? Listen, I think we've been saying this for a while. Um, not that we dislike Dinosaur, but I think we were, we were ready for a change, and Indiana Jones would be a perfect and seamless transition, really. I mean, there would be a lot of work to have to be done to the inside of the, the attraction as far as not being dino-themed anymore. Dino-themed, rather. But yeah, I, this is a slam dunk for me, and Indiana Jones would be a massive success. And not just the ride itself. The the queue here is super impressive and super detailed. There's you know, you're going through these the jungle and you're going through sections of the temple with booby traps and it's it really is a cool overall experience. And then of course the the ride itself is very, very intricately themed. You know, you think of dinosaur, you've got some plants and some dinosaurs in there. I mean, this you are in a temple, right? So I I don't know. It it's uh to me, this is a no-brainer. All right, so moving on, and I think we're going to have some controversy here because there are there are two different rides that are based on Test Track at Epcot, and uh, that is uh, Radiator Springs Racers at Disneyland, or at Disney California Adventure, and there is Journey to the Sand of the Earth from Tokyo Disney Sea. Exact same layout for the most part. Two very, three really very different rides, right? So you've got, obviously... Test track at uh, at Disney World is futuristic. It's themed to you're you're testing a car. You've got Radiator Springs Racers, which literally transports you to the world of cars, right? And you're and you're in a race. And then you've got Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is completely different, and it's literally based on Jules Verne's novel Journey to the Center of the Earth. So let's take these one at a time. Radiator Springs Racers. This to me. I, I'd replace Test Track with Radiator Springs Racers in a heartbeat if it fit, because I don't think it really fits Future World at Epcot. Yeah, so that, that'd be my struggle with it. And I'm a Test Track fan, so this actually is much more difficult for me than it is for you, probably. I like Test Track a lot. I think you can take it or leave it. 
But I think without a doubt, this would be a, a more successful attraction. And it's hard to say successful because Test Track does constantly have a long wait. But this would be a more fun attraction, I think. But I'm not sure it fits in Epcot. I think the other place that we always talk about a Cars-themed attraction is in Tomorrowland. And I don't know how well it fits there, but it would at least get rid of the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, maybe, right? Yeah, that that would be great. I don't think the I don't think the ride itself would fit there, but yeah, I still I, think I'd kill that in a heartbeat. I still think it fits in Hollywood Studios best. And I actually was of the opinion that instead of making Toy Story Land, you should have made Pixar Place or Pixar Land, because then you could have had this type attraction in there with what you already have for Toy Story Land. But that's neither here nor there. Hollywood Studios is the best fit for me, but I don't really know where you put it there either. And and just to hit a couple of highlights of Radiator Springs Racers, I mean, obviously this is in the Cars world, so very themed. I mean, until Galaxy's Edge opened, Pandora opened, I mean, this was Disney's premier immersive land, right? It was was Cars Land? You you go through a couple different variations of the ride, but the ride ends with a race, and and you race another uh, another car with with guests in it. Now this you don't get quite as fast as you do at Test Track. You only hit forty miles an hour on uh, Radiator Springs Racers, but uh, but you know it it has the dark ride aspect. There's actually a scene, you know, the scene in Test Track where you uh, where you almost run into the semi truck. Exact same scene in in Radiator Springs Racers where uh, who do you almost run? I think you almost you run into Mac. I think or you almost run into Mac. So very very similar kind of throwback there. The second ride that's based on this technology and is is actually the newer updated version of the uh, of the test track technology is Journey to the Center of the Earth at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. This is a completely completely different uh, ride experience, but it, but again a very similar layout where you uh, you get in these Jeep kind of vehicles. You go through crystal caverns, you go through underground forests with, with animatronic bugs and plants, and then you go into a volcano and your your journey kind of ends with a encounter with a big lava monster that looks like a centipede. And then the volcano kind of erupts and you hit, and I don't know how fast you go on uh, on, on Journey to the Center of the Earth, but, but think of Test Track if you were going up and down hills and, and through caves and in and out of doors. And, and you kind of get the idea of the end of uh, of this ride. Again, I've only seen the video, so I, I can't say what it's like in real life. But I know this is a very popular ride at uh, at Tokyo Disney Sea. This to me fits a little bit better in Future World, but is it is it the right place for it? Who knows? Yeah, I think of the three, Test Track probably ranks third for me. If I had to, you know what I mean? If I was just picking one of these three, because uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth, from what I've seen on YouTube appears to be awesome from what you can see but but also radiator springs racers is really popular too so if we could find a way maybe you listeners tell us how we could kick where we could put these attractions in disney world uh because we'd love to have them now our next one is going to be really easy where we could put it because we've had it soaring over california this would replace what we currently have at epcot soaring around the world you don't even have to replace it you could just have one theater showing soaring over california if you really want to keep the soaring around the world as the main video, but this one seems too easy, Pete. I know, and we talked about this uh, on our on our Patreon episode at length, right? I think that, I mean, you at least devote one theater, if not two, because to me, 
people want the original, right? I mean, it's it's back at at Disneyland right now, and people are going crazy for it. I think they're having to extend the kind of engagement because it's so popular. Well, that to me tells you something. Listen, I I don't think we need to need to spend much time. As you mentioned, we did talk about this on the Patreon episode. We've we've talked about this on a lot of episodes. Soaring over California, bring it back. Uh, I'll be uh, I'll rope drop soaring over California. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll start eating breakfast at Garden Grill again just to uh, just to get on Soren over over California first thing in the morning. So so next up, and and to me this is another no brainer replacement. I don't know how well it fits, but uh, this is Crush's coaster from uh, the second park at Disneyland Paris. So from Walt Disney Studios Park. This to me is is what I think Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is that what it's called? I believe so. Yep. I think that this is going to be a similar ride to the, you know, that that's going to be a similar ride to Crush's Coaster. Although I think Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be a little bit more intense. Uh, this does get up to about 40 miles an hour during the roller coaster portion. And, and kind of what this is, it's really broken into two main parts. The first is a, a retelling of Finding Nemo, right? So you go kind of through the scenes of, uh, of Finding Nemo. You go through the Barrier Reef, you see all the jellyfish all around you, you go through the sunken submarine and you meet Bruce the shark. And then the second half is a roller coaster in the dark. So you've got both aspects. You've got the dark ride aspect, you've got the roller coaster apps aspect, you know, similar to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Although in this in this ride, the uh, the second portion represents the East Australian current. So when they're when they're actually riding in the current, you're riding with Crush in the Eastern Australian current. And that's that's why this makes sense. So this is a no-brainer for me. But where do you put it? Well th- so this is a spinning roller coaster just like Primeval World. So my first thought is put it put it in place of Primeval World. It just well we've already well we've already turned it into to Indiana Jones land though. Yeah, we block that off and, and make hey, it work. You know what would be neat if we had something called like Pixar Place where this would fit. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know where you put it. You know, could it go could it go in Magic Kingdom somewhere? Could it go in place of Barnstormer? Could it go in place of uh Little Mermaids so that we got the water thing going for us? Well, you know, you you've got uh you've already got Nemo in Animal Kingdom, right? So I, I could see in, that Yeah, you you've also got Nemo in Epcot. In Epcot, yeah. So I could I could see this going really in a number of parks. You know, the best fit again would be at a at a Pixar place. Yeah, Pixar place. I don't know if if Disney did, I don't know if they didn't think of that. I don't know. That that makes They're too pretty much sense. they're pretty smart people. I mean, you would think that they would somebody threw that against the wall. <laughs> well, here's something that I think Pete and, and can I ask a question? Can I just I interrupt our flow here? Right, I don't see do a great it. movie ride on this. Yeah, it, and I'm, okay, I'm, and the reason I'm asking is because you're 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 asking it to bring back Mr. Toad. I I am, and and here's why I'm willing to give what's this what's Mickey this ride and Minnie's that's Runaway Railway? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kidding. I'm willing to give Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway a shot. I think that objectively, if you take a person and you run them through Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland, and then you run them through Winnie the Pooh at at, uh, at Magic Kingdom. Objectively, they're going to tell you that Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a better ride. I agree with you. I agree with you. Okay, makes sense. I was just curious. Yeah, I so, think. And who knows? I mean, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway might be it might it might be the second best ride at Disney World. It might be the third best ride at Disney World. Who knows? 
I'm willing to give it a shot before I before I put it on this list. And also, the Great Movie Ride's not anywhere still, right? So we couldn't really bring it from any other park. Whereas Mr. Toad's Wild Ride still is operating at, at, at Disney. Yeah, okay, okay. It makes sense, makes sense. So you're saying put Mr. Toad in and take Pooh out or take Little Mermaid out? Would that be kind of your thought process? Yeah, I'd, I'd in a heartbeat. I'd kick Pooh out and I'd kick him back out into the cold, give the deed back to Mr. Toad, and and put Mr. Toad's Wild Ride back in here. Well, you know, and and the '83 Disneyland version, not the original. Well, let's leave let's leave Pooh alone for now and and replace it with Little Mermaid, Mr. Toad, and then oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd knock that out in a Poo, heartbeat. Put Pooh's Honey Hunt in place of the Pooh we have today. Yeah, so I. I had not, you know, I knew what Pooh's Honey Hunt was. I recently watched a video about Pooh's Honey Hunt. It is a cool ride. Like, it's pretty much the same ride that we have. But, okay, and, and here's here's the clearest example I can use. So when you go into the Heffalumps and Woozles scene in the Winnie the Pooh at Magic Kingdom, it feels like they're all like cardboard cutouts, right? Just big cardboard cutouts. Yeah, I would agree with you. Okay, if you watch the Pooh's Honey Hunt version, there's animatronics all over the place. Everything's themed. And by themed, you know, the Winnie the Pooh that we have now, you're in a big open room and there's some, like, colored paint on the wall, right? The the Pooh's, Pooh's Honey Hunt is like you're in Splash Mountain, but with Winnie the Pooh. Does that make sense? Like, how enclosed it feels and how detailed it feels? Yes, so, so that's why I want, and, and not to even mention this trackless ride system at Pooh's Honey Hunt. So, you know, not the same ride every single time. It's just, it's just a much better version of the ride that we have at, uh, at Disney World. I, I think that they, you know, as they tend to do, oh crap, we don't have Winnie the Pooh in the parks. We need to kick out Mr. Toad, poor Mr. Toad, kick him to the curb and get a Winnie the Pooh ride in here ASAP. And they, and they rushed it. They did a rush job on it. I listen. I I can uh, I can agree with that. So yeah, I I think that uh, I think that yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna put uh, put Mr. Toad back in, tear down that god awful Little Mermaid ride in the back of Fantasyland. Stick Mr. Toad back in there, and then and then bring Pooh's Honey Hunt. You know, really, you just have to gut what we have now and and put Pooh's Honey Hunt in. Pete has spoken. Get it get it done. Let's make sure it happens. Okay, so on the last attraction that we have here. I never thought I would agree with the take that I'm about to say, but I think they should do everything in their power to bring Monsters, Inc., Ride and Go Seek from Tokyo to Magic Kingdom and replace Buzz Lightyear. Because in my life, I never thought I'd like Toy Story Mania more than I like Buzz Lightyear, but it, it's I don't ride Buzz every time anymore because it's just in such awful shape. Well, you don't need both of them there, right? You already have a Toy Story presence at this point, and we've had this discussion before. Buzz Lightyear Space Stranger Spin is out of place in Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom. You have a Toy Story Land. What about the issue? I mean, is there an issue of proximity of Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor and Riding of Seek right next door to each other? I don't. I don't think so. I is mean, there a way you play those up off of each other? Maybe could you? Could you? Connect, you couldn't connect them, but yes, I think you could. I think you definitely could. I'd. I'd like to see. Mon- I mean, and again, we don't have Pixar Place, right? We have Toy Story Land, so Monsters Inc. has to have a place in some park, and and. We've already got Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor at, at Magic Kingdom. So yeah, why not put Ride and Go Seek in here? This to me is just, it's such a cool concept, right? It's its not, it's a shooting game, kind of. Yeah, explain it. Explain kind of the premise behind the game. So you are, and, and this is from what I understand, the most popular ride at, at Tokyo Disney. 
you you are in a car, and, and it's very similar to Buzz Lightyear, except the animatronics are a lot better, in my opinion. Well, I mean, it's a newer and attraction, so you have that. It is a much it is a much newer attraction. You're absolutely right, because this opened uh, 2009. So, but instead of a gun, you have a flashlight, and it shines a little emblem, and you basically try to shine your flashlight on all the little monsters. You know what I think? On it, almost have you done Men in Black at Universal? Yes, exactly. So exactly. I think I think I would compare it more to Men in Black and Universal than I would like a Twister or Mania or even a Buzz. But yeah, you're shining your flashlights on the monster emblems. There's cool animatronics from the movie, and there's a lot of targets. And, and stuff this, happens when you, you know, stuff you, pops out of lockers. Yep, you and, create and, movement, basically, in the attraction. Exactly, exactly. So it's not just a set piece that you're going through. It feels more alive than than Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin does. Because, like, one of the, the main reactions you can cause on Buzz Lightyear is shooting the volcano. You can make it light up. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) it really doesn't move the needle, so to speak. So yeah, this would be one, and I never thought I'd say this, and maybe it's because I go to Disney more often now than I used to, and and the uh, allure of Buzz Lightyear has worn off maybe. I don't know. But Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, it's got a lot of work to do if it wants to change my opinion here. Now, there's also an animatronic at the end of this that is very similar to Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. There's a Roz animatronic that is controlled by a cast member that talks to guests. So, See, you know, she'll make comments great. about guests. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you could tie it into the Laugh Floor, but there's, there's got to be a way you could. Maybe you'd make the jokes, you know, reference the Monsters Ride and Go Seek, or, or you do something at the end of the attraction to maybe make people want to go see the Laugh Floor. There's a way you could do it. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. I think so too. So, I mean, that's that's the list. And I didn't. I don't feel like I picked any low hanging fruit here, right? I mean, nor did I pick anything just off the wall just to cause controversy. I mean, I think these are. I think these are pretty good suggestions. You know. Yeah, I think these are pretty good candidates for replacement. I, I didn't throw Phil her magic in here because you know, we could easily rip that out and put anything else in. Well, I think and I didn't I, put like a Space Mountain in here because, come on, you're not going to do that. I think the thing that, that makes this list a good discussion is so many of the similarities between the rides we're saying. Let's use let's use uh, Indiana Jones, for example. Same exact same exact track. Let's use Monsters, Inc. Ride and Go Seek. Buzz is it's what we think Buzz should be. And I what I tried to avoid because I know that there's some there's some bias based on, okay, well, you know, we see dinosaur every time we go to every time we go to, to Animal Kingdom, we see dinosaur, right? If if I'm an outsider and I'm riding an Indiana Jones and a dinosaur on the same day, which is the better ride? And that's what I tried to do when I put this list together. I didn't try to say, well, I've never been on this, I just want it to come here, right? I, I tried to look at it from what is the truly the better attraction here. Now, and I think in this case, most of these are no, better attraction, uh, right? No Matterhorn. No, the, the Matterhorn is such an iconic Disney land ride. And it, I mean, it wouldn't fit anywhere. Like what would, what would you, I mean, you'd take Expedition Everest out and put the Matterhorn in? I, w- I wouldn't, but that's what I'm thinking. That's what uh, I'm thinking your discussion would be. But objectively, Expedition Everest is a better ride than the Matterhorn. We're going to have someone disagree with that, but yeah, I would agree with you. I don't care. And and I haven't been on the Matterhorn since gosh, the 90s. But from what I remember, I mean it's an older roller coaster, right? It's it's like a it's like a Space Mountain. I would say that if you 
if you take all the nostalgia and all your feelings out of it and you look at Space Mountain versus Expedition Everest objectively, Expedition Everest is a better roller coaster. You know, from a technology standpoint, from a just smoothness of the ride standpoint, I think Expedition Everest is a better roller coaster. That doesn't matter which one you like more. You can like Space Mountain more, but and it's it's hard to do that. It's hard to compare those without uh, without really getting your uh, getting your feelings involved. Well, I agree with you. I agree. So no, I don't. I don't think I'd put the Matterhorn in here. I mean, what other are there any other rides that you can think of that? Uh, no, I think I think you you handled it pretty well. And and what I don't want to see is homogenization across the parks. Right? You you've always got you're always going to have. Well, this park has this ride. I mean, because that's, I guess, the fun in having Disneyland and having Disney World and having Disneyland Paris and having Tokyo Disney Sea is that, you know, it's, it's, every one of them is definitively Disney, but, but every one has kind of the local flavor of, of where they are. And, and the rides reflect that too. But it's, it's hard to show me something like Pirates Battle for the Sunken Treasure and, you know, Oh, well, this one's only in Shanghai. When am I going to get to Shanghai? Well said. So, anyway, love to hear from you guys what uh, what you think of our list. Anything that we missed the uh, just missed the boat on completely. I, I feel pretty good about this list. And I again, I didn't try to be controversial. I could have just said eh, Space Mountain, get it out of there. Put in Hyperspace Mountain from... No, I thought, I thought this was a good list. I think this was a good episode. I, I would love to hear... Hear from uh, our listeners on what you guys think. Tweet us or email us for sure. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on that? We can go to the secret if you're ready. Let's do it. Secret of the night. Did you know the walkway in Magic Kingdom is red? Because Walt wanted to lay out the red carpet for all his guests. But this also helps the characters. Uh, characters will watch the color of the cement behind the scenes. When it changes color, they know they have to be in character before they enter the on-stage area. The same goes when leaving. So as long as they're on that color, they must be in character, even if they know they're behind the gates, uh, because this is in the case that maybe a gate is not closed and a child or someone could see them. Uh, no one's allowed to be out of character in this area, because of course you don't want to ruin that magic. So that's kind of a, uh, a neat way to manage that. Going to the trivia question last week, what Muppet runs the projector in Hollywood Studios Muppet Vision 3D? It is, of course, the Swedish chef. Uh, pretty easy one, I think. Uh, this one, maybe not so easy. How many tiles are used to make up the mosaics on the inside walls of Cinderella Castle? I thought you were going Mary Blair mural at, uh, I guess that's not tile though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just painted. Um, so you can tweet us at Podcast or email us at gmail.com. The question one more time, how many tiles are used to make up the mosaics on the inside walls of Cinderella Castle? All right, so just briefly do want to give a shout out and a thank you to our Patreon subscribers. We've gotten some pretty good feedback on our uh, on our Patreon exclusive episode. We're going to we're going to continue to put those out. We're going to try to do a couple more, you know, time time dependent, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I think a good way to I mean, I think in a perfect world if we could release at least at least two a month, but maybe one, maybe one, once a week we release one um and and there'll be there just to give you guys who are not subscribers an idea, it's it's a a little more of a mature show from uh, from the way we discuss things. We're a little more raw in our in our reaction, and um, and I think 
you know, they're going to, the, the episodes will range in, in length. There could be some shorter ones, 20 or 30 minutes. And then some where we'll get on one and it'll be an hour or whatever. Um, and we're going to really take your suggestions, you know, to heart, especially on the Patreon episodes. You know, we, we got a, a list from, from a few of our subscribers already on things they want to hear and hear us talk about. So we're going to try to incorporate those the best way we can. And, and we may also reach outside of Disney World a little bit, you know, still in the, uh, we're not going to have a basketball podcast all of a sudden, but we may reach out to some things that are, uh, you know, a little bit outside of what we would typically talk about uh, on the podcast. I so. do want to stress though, for the, for the folks that are not subscribers, totally cool as well. We're going to continue with this episode. This isn't going anywhere. It's not going to go behind a paywall or anything. This is kind of what we see as our bread and butter in the Patreon episodes. Just if you want a little bit more of the, the uh, men do Disney over here, uh, we will share our thoughts and opinions on a lot of topics on the Patreon only episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you guys that are subscribers. Those of you who aren't, you're welcome to uh, welcome to join at patreon.com slash men do WDW. Well, that's all we've got for this week, so please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at WDW Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at WDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week. <laughs>